Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight is part three in a series on ADHD emotion. The title is The Reality of Down-Regulating ADHD Emotions. With us tonight in our virtual studio is Master Certified Coach David Gwerk. Um, real quickly, before we get into the show, our show is, tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, we're offering... Uh, two free digital copies of Attention Magazine for those that listen. Uh, if you listen to the show and listen to The Secret Words, all you have to do is email The Secret Word and the date of the show or the title of the show or even something close to the title to attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we'll send you two current PDF copies of Attention Magazine. Also, it's not too late um, to start uh, planning for the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD. That's November the 7th through the 11th in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm excited I'm going to be there doing a pre-conference um, and doing a, a presentation during the general conference. Uh, it's a great um, conference to go to. It's unified this year between uh, uh, Chad, Ada, and the ADG Coaches Organization. So it's, it's kind of a super conference. Um, we encourage you to go. You can learn more about it by going to chadd.org. Um, again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad, and we have a little uh, tip that we're going to run, and we'll get into the meat of the show. Getting organized is a real challenge for most people diagnosed with ADHD. One of the hardest things is getting started. Here are three tips. Select a reward to give yourself when you've completed your project. Get a friend to help make the job go faster. Join an online community for mutual support. For more ideas, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your support of Attention Talk Radio. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, we encourage our listeners to become Chad members. I know I am. I've been a professional member, I think, for 11, 12 years now. Um, the reason to support the organization is not just that you get great member benefits like magazine conference discounts and all kinds of other stuff on their website, um, but to support that organization means we have a, we can speak with a strong voice, a unified voice at least, on Capitol Hill and other regulatory agencies. Uh, to learn about becoming a member, uh, go to chad.org or even just to contribute to them. Uh, there's opportunities to do that there. Okay, so. Tonight is the third part of a series of uh, shows that we've done on ADHD and emotion. The first one was what is an emotion. Uh, last week we talked about the theoretical regulation of emotion, but this week we're talking about the reality, the practical side of down-regulating ADHD and emotions, which is, it sounds really easy to do, but it's not. It's actually very, very difficult. Um, if you're listening to this show and you want to hear the other shows, you have two options. One is if you're off on our website or on iTunes, you can scroll down to the description and we have links to the other shows. Or just go to Google and Google Attention Talk Radio and um, uh, the title, like tonight, The Reality of Downregulating ADSU and Emotions, and uh, it'll come up. We actually... Um, Recorded all three shows at the same time, so there's continuity. Uh, so it's actually been pre-recorded. So we're going to roll the tape. We hope you enjoy the show. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Always great to be here with you. 
Oh, I love this is the show. This is this is the, this is the part I think we've both been waiting for. We did uh, this is the end of a three part series on ADHD and emotion. The first one we talked about what an emotion was. We talked about some of the background and uh, how the, uh, the the research side and the coaching side is kind of coming together. The second show we talked about the the theoretical steps that it takes in order to uh, to manage your emotions. But we talked about um, in those shows that. The, just because you can say it doesn't mean it's really easy to execute. And I uh, really want to spend some time in this part talking about the execution of uh, managing emotions. And at the end of the day, I just, David, I think this is probably the single hardest thing for those with ADHD to do is actually to be able to manage and regulate their emotion. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah well, um, you know, uh, we've worked with uh, a lot of clients over the years and, and we, we've brought even positive emotions into it and character strengths. And, uh, which shows always number 26 out of 26 doesn't mean it's necessarily their uh, weakness, but it is 80 years perceptions of the hardest thing for themselves to do is number 26 out of what that's out of 26 attributes. Number 26 is self-regulation, their ability. And they, and they refer to it as temperance, the ability to control access, yep. but it's, it's an, it's inhibition. So even yep. people with ADHD know this is an issue of self-regulation. But then when you add emotion to it, that puts a whole – there's all kinds of self-regulation and self-restraint. But when you bring yep. emotions into it, you're talking about affecting our biology. And that brings yes. a whole different thing. Absolutely. So back in the first show, Dr. Barkley was defining an emotion. He was talking about basically you're in a situation. You have to pay attention to it. You appraise it, and then you actually have a response to it. And he was yeah. explaining to us that all – all animals have that part, but human beings have this second level. But this is the trick, is it yeah. requires self-monitoring and self-awareness, and that's the yeah. ability to actually inhibit that automatic yeah. response, downregulate the emotion, refocus our attention, and actually kind of come up with a new emotion. And so that process of awareness, downregulating, changing your attention and stuff is really what we're talking about, and that's the hard part. And we did an interview with uh, Autumn Zatani back, I think, in 2014. At that time, she was in charge of the curriculum at Sesame Street, uh, everything, the TV show, the YouTube channels, the app, the website. And um, in season 43, they devoted it to to self-regulation. I love how she described it because I think this really mirrors a lot of of the coaching side. And I'm going to use this first, then I'm going to expand it a little bit in in terms of what we do. What they did – is they use the the puppets basically to get up for the to for the to model emotions so that the the puppets would have an emotion and the idea was to get the the preschoolers to begin to name the emotion so you have the awareness this is what frustration is this is what angry is this is what you know overwhelmed is and they begin to dissect that so that the kids could discern the different emotions and notice how they feel differently then the next thing that they were doing is modeling, feeling that body because the brain will lie. And if you can begin to listen to your body, you can feel that anxiety or whatever and identify it. Oh, that's the frustration. And in the moment that these kids could identify it, they taught them to belly breathe. And you brought this up in the second show. That's so important because we need to get oxygen into our brain because often the amygdala, the more primitive brain, has hijacked uh, the executive functioning brain. So the executive functioning brain is no longer in control. So we need to get blood into that. So they taught the kids to belly breathe and then to distance themselves from the trigger by counting one, two, three. Then they would go brainstorm 
um, basically to modify, change what they're paying attention to in order to modify the emotion. Now, this is Sesame Street that's modeling yeah. this stuff for not just ADHD kids, but all preschoolers. And I know I've talked to uh, Melissa Orlov. She does a lot of work with um, couples. And the first thing is when you're in that 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 situation, and, and she described, you feel that flooding feeling. And I know the ladies at Impact is your amygdala is hijacked. Is you you actually have that pause and you breathe and you back up and you leave that situation and you come back in a structured environment. All of these things are basically to help people begin first to have that awareness, the self awareness of what their emotion is. And, you know, David, for years, you've been talking about pay attention to what you pay attention to, but it's just not attention. It's actually pay attention to that and your emotions so that you can become aware of it because you can't do anything about anything that you're aware of. And then what's been interesting is you have lots of um, models uh, at the the Coach Academy that you use with coaches so that you can use these with people to mirror back what's going on um, so that you can use positive emotions and po- positive memories kind of help, as Dr. Barkley says, is where the mind's mirror, the working memory is so challenged that sometimes you need something, an outside mirror to mirror it back, and so that they can down-regulate. And we, you have a lot of models that help that coaches use to help people shift what they're paying attention to in order to form that new emotion. And effectively, what I've, I've, I've learned is that, you know, basically coaching is, is helping people with that awareness on a one-on-one individual basis to witness the emotion, help yes. them pause. And Lord knows you and I have talked enough about the pause and then the using the models and different things to shift that attention, to kind of shift that around. And that it's not something that you read in the book and execute. That's not something that you learn in a day. It's an ongoing process. Would you yeah. agree? I would totally agree, Jeff. In fact, um, what you talked about, Sesame Street, that's amazing what they do because one of the most important things that we're not taught is we're not taught to breathe, but we're not taught to pay attention to our bodies. And uh, everything that starts in the invisible realm of the mind, thinking, concepts, ideas, everything that starts in the visible realm of the mind eventually goes through our brain and is converted into neurochemicals. And those neurochemicals are converted um, um, into neurotransmitters which um, show up in our body. So it's, if mm-hmm. it's a negative thought, and that's your dominant thought, it goes through the brain. And there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. It doesn't analyze it. It just lets it through. So if it gets through and it goes right to the emotional part of the brain, which is your amygdala, and that amygdala is a negative emotion. It's going to either create cortisol, which is the stress hormone, yes. you can, which I always feel in my stomach. Some people feel it in their heads. And for years, I didn't pay attention to it. So I would fight it and overcome it. And when you try to fight it, it makes it worse. Actually trying to do something about it makes it worse. It wasn't until I learned and I shared with coaches and other people that the first thing that you have to do is the moment you feel disharmony is you have to locate it in your body and give it a name because research says once you name it you tame it and that's self-awareness and that has Mm -hmm. to be taught and uh, so a lot of times when we're coaching we'll hear our client using uh, you know these negative words and negative emotions and we'll ask them "Um, I'm hearing this language tell me are you feeling it and they'll tell you, yes, I'm feeling it. And will you tell me where you're feeling it? And they, will, they can do it immediately. But when they're mm-hmm. on their own, they've not learned this skill. So you can't, if you can't identify the disharmony, 
that's the signal to go and start breathing to, to down-regulate the emotion. That's the first thing. And it's also to help you, and Dr. Barkley talks about situation uh, changes or identifying the situation, yep. situation selection. Um, you, you don't know if a situation is good or bad for you until you pause to pay attention to the signals in your body. And that body is so important. It's where we use intuition. It's where we uh, identify emotion. And that is the first step. And without the awareness, the ability to inhibit and pause and pay attention to that discomfort in your body, you don't have the ability to manage your emotions. So that is such a critical part. So when I hear you saying Sesame Street kids doing that, that's that's critical. We all we none of us have learned that. Yep. They didn't teach you this in school. So that's the first piece. And because ADHD is a challenge of inhibition, coaches are instrumental in uh, mirroring back and reflecting back. Here's what I'm hearing. Tell me, is that true? Tell me what is that emotion? Tell me where are you feeling that emotion? And literally, when they feel the emotion, they touch it and they identify it. They are beginning the process of down regulating it. They are now being able to manage it so that we can shift them out of that negative uh, emotion into something uh, that we redirect, or we call it a pattern interrupt. Russ Ramsey yep. calls it something else. And we might take them to a positive emotion. We might make them laugh. We might take them to their character strengths, which are um, the, the essence of who they are and specific experiences that automatically bring up positive emotion. So a lot of the theory has been on managing positive um, uh, managing negative emotion our feeling and coaching is you have to regulate the emotion first so that they can get control of their cognitive function and then you can redirect them by asking question well where are your character strengths where where is your yes. creativity and kindness being expressed and they realize instantaneously that it's not and you see you can actually see and hear and feel the brain begin to shift. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in simple terms, going back to coaching is really about one-on-one -on -one working with a person like an athletic coach to build yes. the skill for people to be aware, oh, I've named this emotion. I've named That's that right. emotion. I That's recognize right. it. Now I feel it. Now, okay, there it is. This is what I'm going to do and breathe. I'm going to practice it. Like shooting free throws as a basketball That's player. Right. Or uh, Roger DeWitt rehearsing um, to try to get the emotion, or as I've described as an athlete, I would do these things in the reverse way, trying to get my emotions up when I was at U.S. Yep. Nationals or something like that, really, because yes. I wanted it all. It's the same thing. I'm just going in the opposite direction. These are fundamental steps that you do in order to manage your emotions, again, going kind of up and down. Um, I want to go to a break, um, and when we come back, I had the fortunate opportunity. I was coaching a woman one time uh, who was struggling with self-regulation, and we were, uh, I was helping her name it. I was doing everything we're trying to talk about right now, but I'd like to run this clip so people begin to get a sense of how powerful this is, how challenging it is, and actually hear what it's like for an individual who recognizes it and tries is to deal with it. And my, my reason for playing this is, number one, to make it real, but also number two is, I, I've said this before, this is not easy stuff, and if you minimize it, if you don't give it the respect it's due, you're, you're really not paying attention to it. So we're going to come back, and we'll play that after the break. 
Um, going into it right now, for those that are listening, um, you need to learn about the, the ADD Coach Academy. You can go to the site. You can become a coach. You can click on Find a Coach to find a coach if you need one, or you just want to learn about you know, some of the things that are going on. The website is ADD.ca. That's ADD.ca. Tonight's secret word is Stacy. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. You've tried logic. Johnny, just calm down and work. Then you can go out and play with your friends. Now get the help you really need to improve motivation, communication, and compliance for kids with ADHD. Join nationally recognized ADHD parent coach Cindy Goldrich and her team of experts at PTS Coaching. Take the first step. Sign up for parent workshops today at ptscoaching.com. Workshops offered in person, via the web, and as e-courses. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We are talking about uh, ADHD and emotional self-regulation. I have a clip that I want to play for you now that we ran in another show some time ago on emotion, but I think this is really going to give you a sense of some of the things that we're talking about. And so let's play this. And uh, I know Dave and I are going to have a great time with this uh, on the third segment. So here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. And I am honored and thrilled um, and and very thankful for uh, Stacy for letting us uh, uh, do this show. I'm about ready to pay a clip. It's about 10 minutes long. Um, that was part of a conversation that uh, I was having with Stacy. Uh, we ended it, and we went on and did a little bit of coaching on the end of it. We'll talk a little bit about that by the end. But as you listen to this clip, I want you to pay real close attention to something. There's going to be a lot of words about school districts and stuff like that. I really don't want you to focus in on that. What I want to list, what you listen to is the emotion. Particularly, it starts off relatively low, and it begins to crescendo as it kind of goes out. So you can actually feel the emotions kind of get amped up as she kind of talks about it. You can feel the tension in her body. I also want you to notice her anxiousness to get off the phone and kind of get back to it. She's actually at different times witnessing the fact that she's feeling this. She's feeling it, it like she knows she shouldn't go forward, but she has to. 
And this is really, really kind of an important point because those with ADHD, whether it's emotion or whether it's attention, they know what they should be doing. The issue is executing. And I want you to, I want you to sit in this by yourself, and I want you to realize this is not easy to do. I think all too often um, the experts just think that this is kind of a piece of cake. And when you listen to this, if you listen to her, 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 um, her tone and her voice and really kind of connect with her, you're going to realize this is not an easy thing to do. So with that, we're going to roll the tape, and when it gets done, we'll debrief and just briefly go to a break and then bring her back and have a, a deeper conversation. So here we go. All right, so just to, just to mirror back, you're, you're fighting the school district, and your kids are at stake, but there's this high of, like, lack of better turns, getting back to them, and you can't stop yourself. It's a drug? Yeah, that's it. And, I, and as I was telling you, I am waiting to get off the phone with you because I just got an email from the vice principal who was questioning on why I want this observation. And I was in the middle of writing it when the phone rang and, and you interrupted me. And so I'm like, I've got to finish this up with Jeff because I've got to get back to that fighting email now. Fighting email now. But what you're telling me is before we got onto this call, is this, you're, you're acknowledging this is, it's like a drug that you can't stop yourself. It's, yeah. You actually use the word, it's ruining you. Yeah, it is. I cannot stop fighting. No. So you're witnessing. So yes. What? So. And I know. And I know it. I'm completely aware of it. And I completely try to stop. And I'm I'm completely incapable of stopping. Like I just. It's twenty four seven of me thinking about it and trying to get the services my kids need. And I think that the best way of getting the services my kids need is to say, you know, you're harassing me, you're bullying me, I'm not going to sit back. I'm going to fight back, and I'm going to fight back every ounce of energy I have because it's my kids. I, I get that. I totally get that. Before we got on this, this call, though, what was interesting to me is there's two sides. is helping your kids, but the bigger picture of the revenge and getting them back to the point is like, it's almost maybe inhibiting the progress of your kids because you want so bad to get these fricker. Uh, well, well, it is. It is inhibiting the process. It's completely inhibiting the process. It's inhibiting me. It's, a, it's all consuming. And so it's hard for me to help them when I'm, I'm so angry. And I believe that it's all by design. I believe that the school tries to break you. I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I keep saying, I'm not going to let them break me. I'm not going to let them break me. And in the process, I'm going to, I'm going to break them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's me against an entire school district. And guess what? I'm going to break them. And that's been, that's the, that's the part that has taken over rather than that. How can I help my kids? But I don't, I don't know how to separate the two. And I don't know if it's possible to separate the two because I have to break them in order to get my kids what they need. Mm. Because if I don't break them and I don't say, look, this is where you screwed up. You broke the law. This is a violation of idea. I'm suing you because what you're doing is wrong. You know, I, I just simply don't know another venue to take to get them what they need. So I have to cross-examine them and I have to you know, look at all the facts. I have to become the attorney. I have to become the special ed, you know, expert. And I know 
the way they approach this is all by design and there's something wrong about it. And that is the key. There's something wrong about it. And that's where, where I'm fighting. I'm fighting about the wrong that they're doing rather than writing for my, my kids. And it is all consuming and I can't stop. It's all consuming. It's all consuming. Do you think that it's all consuming and that you're getting there as efficiently as possible? Or you think you can get off? No, I'm not getting there as efficiently as possible. I'm trying to. I'm trying to waste their time like they waste my time. Is what I'm trying to do. Mm. And it's so, not. It's not right. It's like a war. You know. Oh, I. I'm gonna get my ammunition, and you get your ammunition. I spend all my time getting my ammunition, and. You know, and then I, then I, you know, during these meetings, I get the guns out, and I'm like, and then I feel like two days after, like I've been through complete war, and I can't function. Wow. I just had this vision of Call of Duty. That's what it is. It is a war. It's a mental war. So. We, we talk so much about ADD and being a self-regulation issue, and it's like the emotions right now are off the chart, and you can't – you're aware of it? Completely off the chart. Yeah. Hmm. Completely off the chart. And I don't know how to – and I don't know how to, like, um, bring it down a notch. No, there's a – there's a there's a there's an individual out there that, that that we know that's kind of come in as an attorney, and I think his advice to you was, you know, maybe you shouldn't be the one going to the meeting. No. She said, wow, you'd make a great attorney. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. You should be an attorney. That's what she said. I guess maybe I should. I I can make money off of these emotions. Yeah. So I think you have a couple attorneys involved. One is your friend, but the other one is an individual that I had referred you to. Yes. Remember that? Oh, yeah. He he, he, he said, um, yeah. He Maybe said, you shouldn't be the one going to the meeting. I shouldn't be the one going to the meeting. Absolutely said, not. Right. But I'm afraid that they're going to miss something. Mm. They don't have all the information. Do you I, understand? I've got like 2,000 pieces of paper yep. that no one can po- – it would take years for someone to study all of the information, and I've got it in my head. You know, what, what, I, what I'm just trying to just highlight is the situation is that the ADD and the self-regulation is off the chart, particularly with emotions. You just want to, you just want to get these guys for all it's worth. Yeah. At the same yep. time, it's ruining you. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's sidetracking you. It's all consuming. It, right. Not, it, may, it, it is may ruining help me. You, but the reality of yep. the situation is, is while you can feel it, you can see it. All you want to do is yep. get off this phone. Is is to go attack. Uh, and I just the thought just walked in my head. Damn it! Why is he gonna stop talking so I can finish that email? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It is. So, it's a, it's a drug. It's like I need that hit. So how long do you want to continue like this? Never. I want it to stop. And I keep thinking, you know what? And this is it. I mean, this is just a ticket. This is this is a perfect example of an addict. I think, all right, I've gone 23 miles. I just have one more mile to go. And then it'll stop. And it, I never get to that last mile. It just, the race just keeps going. And I never cross the fucking finish line. And I told my husband, no, it's just going to be, it's another week. This is the last email, I swear. It's the last one. <laughs> I'm addicted to emails. <laughs> Revengeful emails. So, so the 
the hard part at this point in time is trying to figure out how to regulate yourself and how to, to diffuse yourself from the situation. Right. Okay. You tell me how, because <laughs> no, I don't I, know. No, I, I, it's easy to say. All right, everybody. I hope that uh, in, in listening to that, um, understand that I was asking some questions. Um, it wasn't it wasn't full blown ghosting. I was really just uh, Stacy was kind enough to really uh, allow us to capture that, so that you can s- kind of get a sense of how intense it can be. Um, here's a mother with ADHD trying to take care of her kids, and she, and 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 basically you heard it. It was really tr- off the charts. Uh, the good news is, is we worked together, and she was able to, uh, over time, really kind of begin to manage emotions, um, really using a lot of the, the fundamentals of what David and I were talking about uh, before this segment. I want to go to a break, and we'll come back and have a conversation about this with David to get his thoughts and do a little bit more about kind of unearthing coaching role and trying to help those with ADHD actually execute uh, the theory and, and stuff that Dr. Barkley has um, so articulately outlined. Um, um, again, uh, to learn more about David and the ADD Coach Academy, go to addca.com. That's addca.com. The secret word tonight is Stacy. Again, secret word is Stacy. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. You ready, David? This yeah. is the fun wow. part. Yeah. What do you think of that, by the way? Um, intense, but familiar and hard. Yeah. And yeah. what I like, what you said, and I think this is a great tagline, if you don't give it the respect that it deserves, you're in trouble. Yes. Because if you say it's easy, if you're saying it's easy, you're not making it important. You're not elevating it. You're not giving it the resources, the attention, and the dedication that it really, really deserves. And and if you like that, we can kind of play on that because my mother taught me a long time ago, the more you say it's easy, it it actually gets in the way. So, all right? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're at the third segment of part three on our section uh, on emotions and ADHD and managing emotions. Before the break, we just listened to an excerpt of Stacy, who uh, I was able to uh, uh, record uh, part of a call that we had at one point in time just to kind of capture the emotions and uh, really for you to witness what was there and realize, I mean, it's a real difficult thing. It's real. And ADHD and self-regulation is, is a bit of a challenge. And uh, before uh, that, we were at the beginning talking about there's a process to this, the awareness and the pause and the mirroring back and the, the exercise of working on how you shift your attention and change your belief system to change your emotion. And, David, at the epicenter, at the epicenter fundamentally, you've built a coach academy or training people to help people because – People with ADHD know they need to down-regulation, down-regulate yeah. the motion, but the issue is doing what they know to do, and the coaching paradigm is really built around helping those with ADHD on a daily basis execute the yeah. – to get to the down-regulation. Uh, what was very clear to me, you know, here was a woman that was very aware uh, of her rumination. This was She was in a ruminative state of, I'm addicted to vengeful emails. She must have said that three or four yeah. times. And you told her she needs to take herself out of the situation and that she's got lawyers to do that. So here's a person that's totally aware, and she calls it an addiction. I don't know if it's an addiction as much as it is she's caught in an emotional cycle of negativity of I got to get vengeance, I got to get vengeance, I got to get, and it's going round and round. And she has no strategies um, for shifting out of that vengeful language and those vengeful feelings and so what's really clear to me here is you know uh jeff you and i did an interview on the who versus the what and this is all about the what this is what she's supposed to do and um what she feels responsible for doing but deep down the whole purpose is for her to make her kids lives better and not hers worse so one of the things that, that that really hit me strong is her language was all about the same pattern over and over again. And if she were a coaching, uh, first of all, I would have had her do the character strengths because those are all imbued in positive emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would I would ask her, is who you are this vengeful person that feels compelled to be angry all the time? And how does that work? with your character strengths because what what happens is she's got no tool for getting herself out of that negative focus and looking at different language and words so when we use character strengths we actually have events and experiences that are aligned with those but she has nothing to do a pattern interrupt with so she just keeps going around and around and around so one of the things we would say is um who do you want to be for your kids is being vengeful who you want to be for your kids? How is being vengeful helping you and your kids move forward? And it's just the same pattern. She knows it's not helping her, but she has nothing to interrupt that pattern. So the first thing that we always do is, you know, we've done if we've done work with her and she's done her character strengths, and let's say I can already tell one of her character strengths is love for her kids, um, and maybe social intelligence is low. And maybe and self-regulation is low, but when the moment we get her to pause and pay attention to the essence of who she is, and let's say the essence of who she is is love and kindness and social intelligence, 
then I would ask her, how are you demonstrating your kindness, love, and social intelligence, which you have defined as who you are, by being angry all the time? And what we do is when we do that, we see an immediate shift. They, they, they say things like, I'm not. I'm doing just the opposite. And then we can easily say, what could you do right now? Let's, and let's pause and breathe. Let's pause and breathe because you're angry right now. But see, she's aware of her anger. That's the difference. So as she's aware of her anger, um, the moment she goes to those positive character strengths and the events with them, her emotions shift. Her emotions shift, and then we can ask the question, what can you do if you, if you feel compelled to go to these meetings? What can you do to express who you are with your character strengths? And the moment we do that, it shifts. She says, well, I can go in and advocate in a kinder way. I can go in there and be more socially intelligent because I realize by being angry I'm just creating a war. Okay, and um, do you want to continue to be this way, or do you want to be your natural self? And this helps a lot, but they have to have to be willing to do that kind of work. Yep. And most of the clients are. So yep. that's the shift that you were talking about with Barkley, where we go. And and then the other question I would ask her is, as we're there, if you know this isn't serving you well, and you know it's not really serving your kids. Would you like to move to a place that will serve you? And she said to you, Jeff, give me some answers. So this is yep. somebody that's willing to do these things. But but um, without these tools that we as coaches have, and I would even go to, to, to old moments, has there been a time in your life where you were really angry at somebody and you were able to get out of it? What did you do? I mean, that might be the simplest yep, way. Absolutely, but, absolutely. So that's what we do. We we go right to the, 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 the positive and we don't stay stuck. She was, she was, if you'll notice, Jeff, she just kept talking about why she was vengeful. I keep mm-hmm. there, I, and she wasn't moving out of it. So what was happening is, just like you said, the emotion was getting stronger, and the negative emotion. So we yes. have to move her out of it. So, so just to take what you said, and to circle back in the first show, Dr. Barkley talked, defined an emotion, and he said, that the, the basic level, there's a situation you pay attention to it, you evaluate it, and you respond. In this situation, um, Stacy had, I mean, she'd been through that stuff. But humans have the ability to monitor their, their self-awareness and do something about it. And here's the challenge. Here's the trick. Here's the hard part. And that is, is to actually see yourself when you're in that emotional state, right. wetness it, and downregulate it. And through the coaching process of mirroring back to help her identify, like, you know, helping the kids identify what the emotions are, helping them identify where they are, and using these tools that you had to actually downregulate her attention and to refocus her attention on something else, whether it's a character strength or there's different tools and there's different models in order to do That's that, right. so that she can sit down and then change what she's paying attention to and form a new emotion around it in order right. to downregulate that motion and to deal with it. That is a process to me, David, and it's not an yeah. easy process, but that's the process no. of coaching where we're sitting there with them and practicing, um, rehearsing with them over this over a period of time so they can develop this as a skill. And, and at the end of the day, A, to do this, the person has to be willing to do it. If you don't want coaching, it's not necessarily going to happen. And number two is the acknowledgement that that pause, that using the thinking brain, 
to override yeah. that automatic brain is so much more harder for those with ADHD yeah. that that you've got to stop and you've got to breathe and you've got to engage the executive functioning to override that automatic response. That is the epicenter of what we do. And that's the epicenter of really what this is really kind of all about and the coaching model and the things that you had developed in the old days before Barkley even acknowledged these types of things really fit like a glove. So we, the coaching model actually is just like a coach, just like a basketball coach, a tennis coach, is we're helping these people practice and rehearse and get the self-awareness, practice shifting their attention in order to downregulate it so that they can move forward in life. Fundamentally, yes. that's the epicenter of how this process really kind of works. Is there anything that I missed in that? I mean, from a macro No, level. no, you hit it but, all. And, but, Jeff, here's what i got to say, and you said it before beautifully. Um, you know, uh, in sports, you got competition, and if you don't respect yes. – your competition, and uh, or in war, if you don't accept, respect your enemy, uh, you're 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 gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose the war, and, and this is a battle. This is the yes. battle of this is a real battle, and you have to have respect for your commander to override the enemy, and the enemy is negativity, and the enemy is negative emotion, and um, they have to have deep deep respect. For this process that takes time to learn, um, just like a skill, repeating a layup over and over again and foul shots over and over again until you get so good you can close your eyes and do them automatically, this is a skill that can be learned. But if you think it's an easy thing that you just learn in one or two steps, um, you're, you're, you're in for big disappointment. So, so like you said before, you have to have respect for this process, but you have to have respect for the negativity of emotions and how it can immobilize you. And if you do, um, and you have a knowing, a knowing that you can do it with a coach um, as your partner and get through it a few times, then you know that that coach is there as a scaffolding. Russ Barkley likes to use that language. But a scaffolding of memory that is repeated over and over and over again so that it becomes second nature. And that takes yes. time and effort. It can be done, and it has been done. But, Jeff, you said it beautifully. If somebody is not willing to do it and have respect for the process and willing to work at it, then these patterns, you know, we have neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity yes. refers to negative just as much as positive. Interest is just as much negative as positive. You can pay attention to something interesting, and that becomes your pattern, and you create a neural pathway that becomes very strong. You've got to learn how to break that with a positive neural pathway. That takes work. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to highlight something, and then I want to catch the two of us. We have got caught in our own trap here a second. The one thing that I wanted to do with this series was really to name it so we could tame it. Go to the beginning. Dr. Barkley did yeah. a great job articulating, defining what an emotion was. He went through the, the steps, fundamentally what you're supposed to do. But the execution of that stuff is what we've been talking about in this particular show. And what I yeah. get frustrated with are the people on the Internet that are looking for the five tips, the five minutes oh. a day that are going to resolve this issue. And it's, that's the mindset that's not really going to work in this, in this area. It's, it, this is not easy. It's something that you have to do. It's something you have to practice. Dr. Barkley and his uh, – is EFDD thing is those with ADHD have more challenged working memory. They have more difficulty reflecting on the back and they need the, they, he calls it the mind's mirror. 
for us yeah. as a coach, reflecting <laughs> back what's going on so that they become self-aware so that they can do these things. And so at the end of the day, it's a process. And I hope that those that are listening to this understand it as a process. We've talked about Sesame Street. Melissa Orlov does this. David Gork does this. This is, it's not, the military does it to a certain extent. They train over a period of time so that when the guys are storming Normandy, the, yeah. their emotions don't get the best of them. It's, it's, it's a ubiquitous process. Now, we got caught in this, so we have to reverse this. We're talking about emotional self-regulation, but we've been dealing so far with the more negative. Emotional self-regulation has a more positive side. You call yeah. it passion, and that is yeah. those with ADHD, when their emotions are running wild, we're talking about we're letting these dogs run. It, they're off the charts. They're going. They get so excited. It's infectious. People get motivated. People get inspired to do things that they would never do. That's the good side of all this. You want to speak right. to that for a minute? Well, you know, um, attention, which is, you know, engaged by interest, and, and passion is a higher level of interest, is aligned with our intention. That is, who do we want to be in this moment, and how do we want to act, and how does that align with the essence of who we are, so that if fairness and creativity and kindness and social intelligence uh, are who I am, and I don't express those in the projects that I choose, my ADHD is going to show up. I'm not going to be able to create any momentum. So when defining uh, attention with intention, and intention is, is where everything begins. Yes, we have to pay attention to things. I always say pause and pay attention to, I would say, your emotion, but I would say your positive emotion aligned with your intention. And intention and passion simply means that your heart, which is the emotional part of the brain, and your head, which is the cognitive part of your brain, are in harmony. And so when we pause to pay attention to our passion, then our attention is aligned with our intention, which is who do we want to be, and who we want to be is aligned with our heart and our head. And that takes work, and that takes discovery. And a big part of the coaching process, Jeff, is to help people, it's a word you love to use, and I use it a lot too, it's called excavate. Go back and excavate those magnificent me moments in your life where intention and attention were aligned and your heart and head were aligned but got buried because no one acknowledged them or no one thought they were important. And we excavate those out, and what you find is deep inside of that treasure is a buried treasure called passion. And it's been buried. Now, when people with ADHD give themselves permission to proceed with that because they have all kinds of belief stories and negative thoughts that say, no, I can't do that, I'm subpar. But when they learn that they have just a unique brain wiring with trillions of ways they do it, their passion represents their unique way. Then there's one piece that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but uh, you and I have had many discussions that you actually helped me identify as a strength, and that's our processing modalities, the way we process mm -hmm. the world we live in. So once we know that our attention and our attention are aligned with our passion, we have to be able to convey that and express it in a way that people can get. So for me, when I wanted to write a book called Permission to Proceed, and I tried it to do it the traditional way, which was my passion, I wanted to educate the world about all these things we're talking about, Jeff, I knew that I was a verbal processor and I was kinesthetic. So what did I do? I got voice-activated software, and I walked around my house till the carpet got all worn out, but I had my book, and I found an editor to edit it. I could never have done that 
if, first of all, my emotions were not positive and they were not related to my passion, which was clearly my purpose, my purpose and passion, which is attention and intention, and they were aligned with my heart and head, that I had clarity as to what that was. But then when I knew that I needed to know how am I going to convey this in the strongest way, I took my natural processing modalities and used assistive technology. And out of that came a book that I'm very proud of and has become really uh, the Bible for the Academy and a lot of our training. Mm -hmm. And part of what was in there was emotions, which was written in 2011. And all these things. And so this whole process. And so when I talk about passion, um, I'm doing it right now with you. You're doing it right now. When you hear passion, you can hear the emotional energy of a person in the room go right off the charts. You know when they're in their passion. And we don't emphasize that nearly enough. It's talked about. By the way, one of the areas of research that is most underserved, Jeff, is the research related to passion in the brain. Where it's located, how it comes, go look. You'll find very few studies Mm -hmm. on it. Very few. And yet this is what we as coaches do. We help our clients find their passion and go out and act on it. Act on it with integrity. And in order to do that, you have to be able to know which emotions ignite your heart and your head. And that's when we talk about passion. So we do the opposite side, but because the negative bias is so pervasive with people with ADHD, we have to have respect for getting to that positive emotion, too. That takes a lot of work. It doesn't just come because we say it. It takes work, a lot of work. It, 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 exactly right. It doesn't come because we say it. We have to do. We actually have to put in the work. So, um, so David, I want to kind of pull this thing together. At the end of the day, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. We we covered the you know basic what is ADD by definition. We talked about the steps. We're, we've actually had a conversation here. I think we've unveiled the process that we've discussed in coaching that Sesame Street does. That I mean, kind of across the board is how to really kind of manage those emotions. And it's not it's not five minutes five times a day it takes it takes work it takes coach and at the end of the day as dr barkley said at the beginning the thing about the human condition is we have the ability to monitor our emotion but those with adhd have a more difficult time to inhibit and down regulate that's the they have more difficult with the pause and the shifting of attention to rewrite the belief or to rewrite the emotion and that's what we do practically day in and day out. And what I hope people get out of this show is it's not five minutes a day, five days a week by reading a book. It's sitting there and, and, and becoming aware of it and dealing with it. And if, if you, if you give it its respect that it's due, it will, it, it will manifest. And I will tell you, Stacy, which by the way is not her real name. Uh, we worked together on a, on a couple different things and uh, she left coaching excited in control of her emotions, know that it was it would it would flare up a kind of couple times, and I've heard uh, a little bit from her since, and she's been flourishing. So, with that, any last comments before we close this out, David? Know that you'll do the work, but you always have to be prepared for the enemy to come back. Yes, that you have to have the skills that you learn. You learn they are life changing skills that can improve the quality of your life, and that the coach that you work with has to be a well-trained coach who can be your objective observer, who can be there to help you identify and become aware of the emotions and bring you through the process yep. with compassion and non-judgment and empower you to be the person that you are capable of being. Yep. And that's what we do. 
Yeah. And one last one last comment. I, I'm glad that you said that. And this is uh, this is a little soapbox of mine. And that is, I, I have a very long athletic background. And when I trained, I could get in shape. If I don't train, it atrophies. Yep. I am not right. as skilled at it. I'm not as in shape. This is no different. Is if you don't pay attention to it, your ability to do this is going to atrophy. It's not like you're going to cure this. It's a condition. It's not a disease that kind of go away. And I just really wanted to reiterate that because all too often I think people are like, oh, I'm going to go do this in three months. I'm going to I'm going to be over it. No, it's a skill that you develop, and it's something you have to practice. So, with that. Now, actually, you want to comment on that? Would you agree, Dave? Yeah, I, I, well, Jeff, you know I come from an athletic background, and I ditto <laughs> everything you said. I was going to say ditto, ditto, but here's the thing that I think we all forget. The concept of neuroplasticity, which came around 50 years ago, is a very big field. We have the ability with, with hard work and repetition and discipline and exercise to be able to create new positive neural pathways in our brain. We never used to think that was. I know in my life, I know you too, Jeff, we've had some negative neural pathways that have either been diminished or completely obliterated, obliterated because we created positive neural pathways to overcome those. And that took the work that we did. And, and that is what really we as ADHD coaches um, want our clients to do is to empower them to know the process, to be part of the process that empowers them to be an athlete and work hard and do the discipline to create positive new neural pathways which will automatically and significantly change the quality of their life. But like everything else, it's a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. I want to I want to say the exact same thing that you said, just in a different way. In the, in the in the in my world, in the exercise and athletic world, I talked about you get out of shape and you atrophy, but there's muscle memory. Is that the more yes. you do it, the more you practice, you might yes. get back out, but there's still a certain amount of muscle memory, like riding a bike, that that yep. you get by going yep. back. It takes practice and practice, and if you do that, it's kind of like a incremental thing. You'll you'll kind of get up over a period of time, and it will kind of improve. But that we know the brain with practice. Um, it, it starts to wire, rewire itself differently, and it becomes a little bit easier as you begin to practice it. So, so with that, Jeff, David. Yeah. Jeff, I'll just say one thing. So we have a, 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 it's just powerful what you said. So you can believe you can do something or you can know it. When you practice it, like I can believe I can ride a bike using that metaphor, but it's not until I get up on the bike and I actually yep. uh, balance myself, yep. pedal the wheels, and do it will I know it. Once I know it, it gets part of my memory, and I can access it whenever I want. The Absolutely. key is creating the memory and remembering to access it over and over again to have that muscle memory that Jeff just talked about. And it's very powerful. And keeping track of those memories are what also give you quality of life. Those positive memories are very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said. With that, um, everyone, addca.com is the place to go to learn about David to learn about coaching if you are interested in rolling also there's a find a coach page if you want if you're looking for one and so with all that David thank you so much for coming on the show Jeff it's always a pleasure you do a great job you're a pioneer and thank you for everything you do it's our our total pleasure thanks for coming on everyone again tonight's secret word is Stacy with that we hope you've enjoyed this edition and this three part series Join us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.